podcast. I'm your host, Katie Dombrowski, and I'm here with my producer, Victoria Bruno. Also, if you don't follow us on social media, follow us. I'm at Katie underscore Dombrowski. Vic is Vic Bruno underscore. If you don't follow us, follow us on that and subscribe to our podcast, The Moral Hangover Podcast. We have new episodes every Monday. So I'm currently in South Carolina with my family and I needed a change of scenery so bad. I was going bonkers in my house with the dogs, with everything. It was just overwhelming. So we're here and I get my daily walks in. And today we actually did a photo shoot on the beach. And of course, my sister, who's 26, not on any social media, not Facebook, not Instagram. And it's also because of her job. She can't really have those types of things. So we take this photo shoot. There's probably 500 pictures on my phone from this photo shoot that my mom took of us on the beach for a Christmas card next year. And this girl keeps asking me 5 million times to see the picture. Like there's 500 of them. I don't know what you want to see. And I tried airdropping them to her. And I was like, just take my phone, like figure it out, take my phone. So then of course it's 5:30. We're about to record. And she's still on my phone. She's like, give me one more minute. Give me one more minute. I'm like, what were you doing for the past 10 minutes? So you couldn't figure out how to send these to yourself. So it brings me to the point of annoying people when people take a picture. Like, we all know someone who does that. You take a picture and it's like a great group photo. Like, oh, send that to me, send that to me, send that to me. We've all had this one. I've done it. I've done it multiple times. If I look fire in it, like, hell yeah, I'm going to annoy the fuck out of you so I can put it on mine. We're all guilty of doing it. We're all so guilty of doing it. But it's like, it's like one of those things where I haven't eaten dinner yet and I'm hungry. And it was also like, I was standing because we were standing for a while. And I just, I was just like, figure it out, figure it out. So she still doesn't have these pictures yet. Like they're still on my phone. You know what you need to do um, on the app? If it's not letting you airdrop, you can make a shared album. So just create an album, all the pictures and share it with your family. Okay, I should do that. It's good point. It doesn't like even really require you to have to send it if there's that many pictures. Okay, good point. Okay, I'll look into that. I do know what those are. I've never made one before, but I'll look into it. But before this... Before our photo shoot, I was doing her makeup and I was dealing with her complaining about how her undertones aren't the same. And I was like, well, it's not my fault. You didn't pack any makeup and you knew we were taking our Christmas photo. Mom told us 20 million times. So like it was just one after the other. I didn't realize that you were taking your Christmas pictures for next year. I thought you were taking them for this year. And I'm like, you're a little late, Katie. No, next year. My mom loves to do that. And she also loves to buy wrapping paper and all that kind of stuff when it's 50% off after Christmas for the following Christmas. No, my mom does the same thing. She came yeah. to my room today and she was like, Victoria, like I didn't go to shopping this year, the day after Christmas, like never let me do it again. Like she's having regret that she didn't do it this year. She's Aww. like, I didn't go because of Corona and I regret it. I'm like, it's fine, mom. It's fine. You do it's it. The best week. deals of the year though. It really is. Everyone's trying to clear off the inventory. I know. So, and she's a little upset about it. Why? Because she wanted her stuff. Why is Andrew upset? Ange. Oh, Vic's mom's name is Ange, but it sounded like Andrew for a second. And I was like, how is he pissed? Like, like how, how is he pissed about your mom not going to get the stuff? He doesn't even know what the post-holiday sales are. It's a boy thing. They don't even know. Like, I remember I was, I was having a conversation with some boy and they were rubbing body lotion on their face. Can you imagine? Can you imagine one of our friends taking body lotion that's filled with oils, slapping it on their face? That's disgusting. Whoever it is, like, would break out immediately if they have acne-prone skin. Or if I actually can't stand those people who do nothing to their skin and they just have perfect skin 24-7. No zits, no wrinkles, flawless, and these bar of soap. I'm like, why are you God's favorite? 
Why? It's not fair. It's not fair at all. So today we're going to dive into our skincare routine. We've got a couple of questions from you all on our Instagram at the Mall Hangover Podcast about our regimens. And Vic and I are huge skincare enthusiasts. You should see both of our bathroom closets. Like that is when you know if someone is a dedicated skincare person by what their bathroom looks like and what brands and products they have. Vic is the perfect person to sleep over at because she has everything. She's the friend who has, okay, the face wash you need a cleansing oil do you need an eye cream like she she comes prepared like she has everything and that's the type of friends I love to go to their houses because if I forget something from my kit I'm like okay great I can just use hers and I know she has good stuff it's not like the friend who's like oh here's some pert pert shampoo just figure it out like no I need like my brands I need my tried and trues Oh my God, nothing's worse than going to a friend's house that doesn't have any supplies. And I'm like, how do you live like this? Yeah, and I'm like, how do you look so good though, first off? Like, how do you look so good just using your CeraVe cleanser and your like random moisturizer you got from your mom from Costco? Like the Olay, that's a classic one. Yes, the Olay is such a mom brand. That's a mom brand. Estee Lauder, I feel like is such a mom brand. Same with Lancome. Like, I don't know one mom who doesn't own or like those brands or talk about them. Like oil of Olay. I hear about that all the time. And I'm like, this is just an oil cleanser. You can get this from anyone, anywhere. Every brand has it. And Clinique. That's a big mom brand. Mm-hmm. A tried and true. I'm a diehard Clinique. I can never shit on Clinique. I love them. I stand Clinique so much. But before we go into our favorite products, let's talk about what our skincare is like so you guys can figure out what would work for you or what wouldn't. Because I feel like we do have similar skin types, but it's a little bit different. Mine is very hormonal. I would say around my period, I break out around my chin, my cheeks. Overall, I'm combo. So I am, sometimes I can be oily, sometimes I can be dry, but overall I'm pretty sensitive. So I try to stay to products that are like fragrance-free, that are oil-free, that are, I don't know how to pronounce the word, but it's non-comedogenic, whatever that is. You all have probably seen it as a label on some bottle. So basically I try to look for things that don't have all these extra additives because it just irritates my face. You say your skin's more like dry, oily, or like combo. I think it depends on the season. Like in the summer, I'm oily. Right now, I'm combo. Like I'm oily in my T-zone, but I'm dry everywhere else. Mm -hmm. No, that's like how I am. Very similar. My face. So I've actually have been on birth control since I was 15 years old because for the longest time I was going to the dermatologist and like we couldn't figure out the products that she was prescribing to me just like were not working. And then at the same time, I was going to a different doctor and it all kind of like added up together that I had PCOS and and just a big hormonal imbalance. So if you're ever confused at the dermatologist, before you go on Accutane, which I never went on, did you ever go on that? No, but I know so many people who just do it because they're like, oh, fuck, I have acne. Let me just go on Accutane. Like that is not the answer because that is the strongest thing. And also you cannot drink on it and your face completely sheds. Like I know so many people whose skin was just shedding. You know, I would avoid that and try to like ask to get your like hormones checked because I'm so happy that I did because after I went on birth control that was meant for acne, my skin never looked better. And like, mind you, I had the worst acne in eighth grade. I will never forget this boy that I liked. Oh my God, no. Looked at my face and said, your filler head looks like a solar system. No! Yeah. The disrespect. Yeah. How how scarring. So if you're like, Victoria, you don't have acne. Yeah, because I mean, I did, but birth control literally has changed it. And then I take spiral 
I can't say it. Spiral dactone. That's how I say it. Google it. Google it. You guys can figure it out. So that has truly like helped with my skin. I am a little nervous when I get off of it one day because I did see Ashley Iconetti from The Bachelor. She's like literally on the same stuff I am. And she's nervous because, you know, she's trying to have a baby now. So, you know, I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. I mean, I do ask my doctor about it. I'm like, so what about when I have a baby? And she's like, Victoria, will worry about it when it happens. But you're a planner. Planners have to know, okay? Doesn't matter if it's five years, 10 years down the line. You need to know. Exactly. Because I I think I brought it up not even recently, like a few years ago. I'm like, I know I'm only 20, but, you know, at what point do I need to get off of this so I can have children? Like, you know, I'm prepping now. I'm like, I don't want to get to the point when I'm 30 and they're like, oh, shit, you should have gotten off that years ago. Yeah. Which is a valid concern because your 20s and your 30s are your prime childbearing years. Exactly. So if there's something that I could do now to like put myself in a better situation, like clearly I'm going to do that. But I know a lot of people are like, oh, you can't be on birth control for more than X amount of years. And the doctor that I go to says it's fine. So I'm going to go with that one. Um, But I know everyone has like their different beliefs and everything on it, but that's just what works for me. So you got to do what like works for you. And I think also consider your genetics, like consider your family history. Your doctor's obviously going to know best based on everything they've gathered about you from your like health history. So definitely consult a doctor before you decide to just do birth control, do Accutane, any of that. I actually have an IUD and it does not help with acne by any means. So if you have acne, do not get an IUD because the way the hormones are distributed throughout your body Mm -hmm. is so much different than the pill based on I mean, the pill is like, it goes through your digestive system, whereas the IUD sits in your uterus. So the good thing is I don't experience like the moodiness as much as I did on the pill. I don't experience the weight gain, but I have noticed my skin. I don't know if it's gotten worse or if this is always how my skin has been, but it's not. The pill is definitely better if you have acne concerns. Mm -hmm. I never knew that about the IUD. Yeah. And I had a couple of friends who actually went on the IUD and then decided to take it out because their skin was getting that bad, had flare-ups left and right. And it was like, this is just too much. So then she started taking an acne medication on top of her IUD. And she's like, this isn't the reason why I took it. So why am I doing this now? And I'm taking more pills. So she got it removed. So that's something definitely to consider that I don't think a lot of people tell patients. Definitely do your research before you do any type of birth control method and ask your friends, ask what their reactions have been. No, I agree. And I feel like one thing that really bothers me about like the system of like birth control and stuff is sometimes it's only looked at as like, you want to stop having baby. And it's like, no, like birth control and like different methods like can help you in so many ways other than just like preventing a baby. So I don't know. I hate when people only look at it as like, oh, oh my God, you're on birth control. It's like, no, like it has so many other benefits. I get so heated on this topic that I'm really trying to bite my tongue, but I just Say love, it. I just Say love it. how birth control is more regulated than guns in this country. And I know that's so controversial, but women's productive rights, the fact that it's such a huge discussion, but everything else is like, oh, the fact that it's that easy, whereas people like, don't have access to different reproductive health things, is what I think is so messed up. It's a double standard. 
And I think people have to do their research outside of what they hear from people. I think overall with issues in this country, you have to educate yourself instead of listening to people or listening to biased sources. Like consider the source when you're getting information. That's such a big thing is like people now use TikTok as a source or people now use like Daily Mail as a source. Consider the source and consider what their biases are, whoever the writers are, because that's a thing. Like obviously everyone knows Fox News is very Republican. CNN is very Democrat. Like I just think people need to have a grain of salt in their digesting their news and diversify what they're hearing so that they can make informed decisions on different topics. No, I agree completely. I feel like I just gave a Jane Chafer format essay. I don't even know. But no, but I agree because I think it's almost like taking the easy way out, just listening to one source. Like you need to form an opinion on your own. Like that's the beautiful mm-hmm. thing about this world. Like you can form your own opinion. So I really just want a tangent there. I'm so sorry. I don't know why I think I'm involved in politics right now. Um <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about our our morning and our night routines. Now that we've kind of dove into our skin types, what are our routines morning and night? Because I think they vary a lot and there's, I think we both use different products. I don't think we use any of the same products actually. Which do you prefer better? I think I like my night better. I kind of, I hate to say this, I've neglected my morning skin routine a little bit more than I usually do because... I'll just be too lazy to wash my face in the morning because I know I'm going to shower probably around lunchtime after I work out. So I'm like, oh, I'll just wait. Oh yeah. I do that all the time. Or like if you did such a good skincare routine the night before, you're like, oh, my skin's still feeling good. Like it could go a few hours. Yeah. Like I'm letting it soak in. I'm really getting the most of my products by letting it soak in a little longer. I think I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with nighttime. I think I take nighttime 100%. a little more seriously than I do my morning routine. Mm-hmm. But to dive in, I just use a basic cleanser. I use CeraVe Hydrating Cleanser. Shout out TikTok for the recommendation. I've been using that and I like it. I usually change my cleansers. I don't have a preference. I think they all do the same thing. I also don't think you need to spend $50 on a cleanser because you go through it so quickly. So I do that and then I'll do my Clinique eye cream and then I'll do, if my acne is bad, I have a prescription to Axone, which is a dappling gel. So I'll put that on my face, my acne is bad. And then on top, I'll put Clinique Moisture Surge Moisturizer. And that's kind of like my morning routine. And if I'm going outside, like if I'm going on a walk or on a run, I'll use Tula Skincare and it also has benefits. Or I guess it also protects against UV as well as blue light. Wait, what Tula product do you use? It's in a yellow bottle. I don't know what it's called because I didn't bring it with SPF? me. Yeah, it has SPF. Oh, I think that's just their sunscreen. Yeah, no, it's just their sunscreen. It's not a moisturizer. It's just their sunscreen. I just got that one too. And that's one of my resolutions. I'm like, I need to start using this because I don't use sunscreen. And that's like the biggest thing to prevent wrinkles. But we're not even going outside. Like that's like, like I understand if you're putting it on in the car, like because of the rays when you're driving. But any other time, like, why am I going to waste this when I'm not going outside? And even though it doesn't really smell like sunscreen, I get the hint of the smallest scent yeah. of the sunscreen. And I'm like, I don't want this. Mm-hmm. They need to make a sunscreen that just feels like a normal moisturizer or serum. Should I say my routine? Yeah. Give us your morning routine. What is it? Okay. So I don't wash my face in the morning because I don't know where I read it once, but I liked it. I just... And also my new Victoria has zero breakouts. I never see any breakouts on your face ever. Oh my God. I really don't. Like I would take note if I did, but I really don't. I mean, like occasionally, but really I don't really get tons of breakouts. Shout out my breath control. Thank you. <laughs> a real one. But I... So I just use a toner. 
I use a Tula toner, Tula products. If you are thinking of like starting with like simple products that aren't ridiculously expensive, but are nice. I think Tula is like, it's like pure. That's how I describe it. It's not too many like fragrances or anything like that. So I use their toner and then I go in with the vitamin C serum, which I started recently. And I like it. I like notice difference. And then which my- one do you use? Because I did that. I tried the vitamin C, the Olay Henriksen vitamin C, and I just I like it. I just didn't feel like it did anything. I use the Sunday Riley one, and uh, I love it. But it, from Sunday Riley is so good. It is eighty five dollars, which is ridiculous. But I got it for twenty dollars with my Ipsy subscription. So I was like, oh, okay. So I love it so far. But I'm like, will I buy it again? Like, eh, I don't know. And then I do my moisturizer and I do Elemis Marine Cream. I recently started using that a few months ago and I love it. I think if you're looking for a moisturizer that isn't too heavy, but also is like super moisturizing, definitely go with that one. And then I end with the Tula like brightening eye balm. Does it really do anything? Oh, the one in the stick. Yeah. Okay. I like it because it like has a like, caffeine in it. So I'm convinced it like gives a little tingle under my eye right in the morning. So it like wakes me up a little bit. Wait, is it the one with the ball on the end? Or is it the one that has the blue? The it's cooling? blue, but I know that like Courtney Shields also has a version. Yeah. Okay. So I have two things I need to point out. Okay. So with the Tula thing, I find that anytime I use that bomb, it looks like I have sparkles under my eyes. Oh yeah. You have to like rub it in a little bit. Okay. That's good to know because I didn't know that. And I was like, I look like I just slapped some highlighter under my under eyes and I'm just sparkling. But you mentioned your routine and you said toner. And so many people have negative perceptions of toner. I think a lot of people think of toner as like stripping your skin or they think of the witch hazel toner. That's just an astringent and super strong and anything has alcohol. So what would you say are the benefits from the toner you use? The way that in my head, I feel like it makes sense is since I don't cleanse, I feel like it's just like a simple thing to do in the morning because it like lightly can exfoliate and it gets like the extra dirt off your face. Like for me, sometimes like I'll still have like mascara on like under my eye or something. And so I kind of like, that's just like my version of cleansing in the morning, but I don't do it at night. That's good to know. Okay. So what's your night now? I, again, use my CeraVe cleanser, or if I have makeup on that day, I'll use an oil cleanser, I'll use the Clinique, take the day away, oil cleanser, I'll do that first, and then I'll use my CeraVe, so a double cleanse. If you haven't tried double cleansing, I highly recommend it, especially if you wear makeup. I think it really gets everything off, but you have to make sure you're using cleanser that isn't too strong because you don't want to overstrip your skin. I do that, and then I'm a big retinol girl. So I have a retinol prescription from my dermatologist. I'll use my retinol one to two times a week, and if I'm not doing that, I'll just skip the step, and I'll just put moisturizer on. I know my routine sounds so basic, but it's because I have prescriptions from the dermatologist. So I don't want to overdo with too much on my face because it'll dry my face out or it's sensitive. Mm -hmm. So I would say the best way to do a retinol is to do it via serum. And I really like the Peter Thomas Roth because encapsulated. So it releases over time on your face. And Mm -hmm. if you're doing one of the serums, you want to do it like a few times a week, just because if you do it every night, it dries your face out. The purpose of retinol is to help with cell turnover. So it's making your face kind of shed the old skin very quickly. So you don't want to overdo it because your skin will get very chapped very quickly. But the one I like from the dermatologist is tretinoin and I have 0.25%. And basically I went into my dermatologist and I was like, I want to get rid of acne scars. And she prescribed it for that, but it's just an added benefit that it helps with wrinkles. Basically, retinol is the number one thing to get rid of wrinkles and to have preventative skincare for wrinkles. Do you think it got rid of your scars? I think it significantly lightened them. 
Mm-hmm. But I think overall retinol does a great job of the tone of your skin. Like the clarity of my skin overall just looks like brighter, more plump. Yeah, you have great skin. Thanks. That's so nice of you. We both love our skincare. I will buy an $80 skincare item, but I will not buy an $80 shirt. I'll buy $80 or anything, honestly. <laughs> I just love newness. Anything that's new, I'm like, oh, need it. I'm like, I need it. Why don't I have this yet? So after you do your retinol, what do you do? So then I do a retinol eye cream. So I have a retinol eye cream just for that area. And I actually really like it because I usually have saggy eyelids and it's helped me my, my eyelids tighter, which really? sounds so crazy, but it's which significantly one? worked. The Peter Thomas Roth, it's in a blue bottle. It's like PM retinol eye cream. Highly recommend. So I use that. And then I kind of just go to sleep. I put lip balm on, I make my Vaseline, my tried and true. And then I always sleep on a silk pillowcase for my hair. I have bleached hair, so I am very prone to breakage. And also for my face, if you sleep on a cotton pillow, it will create indents in your face. And the more indents you have over time, it'll start creasing your face. So satin, silk pillow, way to go. And also it's good to sleep with a humidifier at night just for extra moisture for your skin. That's like my little, my little skincare 101 from Koki. Love that. My night routine, I do a cleanser when I'm feeling real fancy, which I I haven't done it because I haven't been putting on as much makeup. But when I do put on makeup, I do what you do. Like I double cleanse to do like a regular cleanser and an oil-based one. And then I recently got a Sunday Riley retinol one. Is it the Luna? It's called A plus high dose retinol serum. Ooh, I've never seen that before. Good to know. Which I do like it, but I haven't noticed anything like completely different with it. So yeah, then I use that. And recently I've also been using the ordinary like hydro, how do you say that? Hydro- Hyaluronic acid? Yeah, I cannot pronounce that for the life of me. And people rave about it. I haven't noticed a huge difference. And then I use my Holy Grail skincare that, you know, I don't recommend using because it's so expensive, but Tatcha. Oh my God. You are the Tatcha queen. And- I know what you're thinking, Victoria, why are you buying stuff so expensive? Well, let me give you some background. I once got a package that was like a holiday kit and it included this moisturizer that I use called the Ageless Tatcha Cream Revitalizing Cream. Um, I paid approximately $40 for that. The eye cream, the essence, it was like a once in a lifetime deal. I don't know how I got it. But it was terrible because I went on Google and saw that that Tatcha age revitalizing cream that I'm addicted to that has literally changed the moisture of my skin. If you have dry skin, it fixed my dry skin. It's $185. No! No! Yeah. Basically buying Lemur at that point. Exactly. Or however you pronounce it, I've never bought it, so I don't know. Exactly. So I say you only buy this if you got a mega deal like me, but literally transformed my skin and I still use it now, but I use it very sparingly because it is the holy grail of saving my dry skin. Also, a skincare tip is buy your skincare in bundles. Sephora offers bundles. There's several other places that offer bundles. Just Google it and you'll see it. And that is really where you're going to get the best value for all your skincare. Just a little trick. I don't even know what tips I have for skincare. Oh, the ring finger, the eye cream ring finger. 
That is my number one. What is that? So on your hand, you have a ring finger and it has the least amount of pressure and your eye area is the most delicate and it's the first to wrinkle on your face. So the skin is prone to like tugging and tearing. So the ring finger is the most gentle on that area. So when you're putting in your eye cream, just patting it in and it makes all the difference instead of using like a finger, like your next finger that has more pressure. That one is my one that I'm always telling my sister and she never does. And I'm like, please. I'm like, it pains me to watch you do this. I think my mom taught me that too. And the neck one. Putting moisturizer on your neck. Always put moisturizer on your neck, guys. If you can take anything from this, our necks are going to get saggy. And like, it deserves the same amount of skincare that like your face does. That and the decollete. Decollete. Which is basically your chest. It's your chest. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell is a decollete? Um. (laughs) But yeah, your whole decollete, give it some love. And when you're moisturizing, always upward motions. You never want to pull your face down with gravity. So always upward motions on your neck, your face, never pull. Never pull down because that's where the sagging's going to happen. Also, don't you dare sleep with makeup on. No. Oh my God. I was so guilty of this in college. I used to do this all the time when I was going out. Yeah. Yeah, oh. I did. My God. Or like if I, you know, spent the night out at someone else's house, I would just sleep in my makeup because I was too insecure to show my bare face to them. My God, Katie, my heart hurts for you. But now if I have a sleepover, I'll immediately wash my face. Like that's one of the first things I do is I'll wash my face because I'm like, I don't want to sleep my makeup and like get a pimple tomorrow because of it. Oh, 100%. I was notorious in college that I may not remember how I got home. I may not remember how I went to sleep that night, but I woke up, would touch my eye, be like, oh, I took my makeup off. Like, how See, great. I don't understand that. I don't understand I that. think it's because, so Claire and Morgan were my roommates, shout out to them, and they're also like huge skincare junkies. They both have and, really good skin. And I think like we would all, like we would come home from the bar and before we would make a drunk snack or anything everyone would disperse to the bathroom to take their makeup off and do their skincare routine and I don't even think about it I believe it I've never said this out loud so I'm gonna say this for the first time (laughs) but when I interned with Morgan we took a picture together Uh and my skin looked like shit compared to her so I was like fuck Katie you gotta take this shit seriously so I don't think I started taking skincare seriously (laughs) until that happened and that was probably like my junior year. Not that I wasn't taking it seriously before, but I just like, I wasn't eating right. I wasn't like exercising. I wasn't drinking enough water and all those things people always tell you when you like take for granted. And I wasn't doing eye cream. And I was like, shit, like this girl's skin looks so good in pictures. Like I need to really make it a habit because the habits you start in your twenties. And I sound like such a mom when I say this, but that is like the formative time because that's going to set the standard of how the rest of your life goes. Like if you just start working out at age 30 or age 45, it's going to be a hell lot harder to get fit than it is now. Yeah, exactly. We're polar opposites on like everything, but the one thing we like completely align on is our skincare. Skincare. (laughs) I think overall self-care too. I feel like we're pretty in touch with hygiene. So I feel like we align on a lot of hygiene. I know, which is about this episode about like feeling your best guys. We're going into 2021 and no one is going to stop us. Okay. We're going to look our best. We're going to feel our best. This is our pep talk. I'm also partially giving it to myself, but like no more overthinking. (laughs) 
We both do that. <laughs> yeah, no, we both do that. We totally both do that. I will like overthink things from like five years ago. And I'm like, this doesn't even matter anymore. Like why? <laughs> why is it even a thought in my head? And I even found myself. So Katie does this thing where she'll like reflect on Wait, her What do I do? She'll reflect on her day and then be like, why did I say that? And then I was doing that recently. And like, you shouldn't feel that way. Who gives an F? Are yeah. they about what they said in their conversation? Probably, Probably not. not. You don't even remember the conversation. But, like, we dissect every situation. Yeah. I'm, like, half chill, half not chill. Like, I'm almost so chill in person that then I'm, like, saying this crazy stuff. And then I look back and I'm, like, oh, my God. Why did I – why did I say that? Why? Like, what possessed me No one cares. Like – I mean, like, some people care, but, like, those aren't the people you want to be friends with. Next. Yeah. Your friends are going to say funny and weird shit. And if they're not your friend and they're making fun of you for it, then bye. We don't need that type of insecurity in our lives. I love being weird because it's such a shock value to people. I think that's like what gravitated me towards you. Because I'm weird. <laughs> it's just like your bubbly personality. Like anyone who doesn't gravitate it towards it. I, I mean, I don't know what you're doing. Your life is probably boring, but your energy like gives me energy. That's very nice. Thank <laughs> you. So along with self-care, definitely fitness. And I also think your fitness regimen, one, it's going to make you feel happier and two, I've actually noticed the more I work out and the more I drink water, like I have less flare-ups on my face because I'm very acne prone. I don't know if I said that earlier, but if I touch my face or leave makeup on, or if I use a self-tanner that's like a little bit too oily, I'll wake up the next morning with a breakout. Really? So yeah. And speaking of fitness, like I always wash my face after I work out. doesn't matter what time of day it is. doesn't matter when I worked out. I'll either do that or I'll take like a facial wipe just because I know I'm so prone to breaking out. But Fitness is also something we've tried diving into recently, and it's one of our goals, I feel like, collectively, just because I think we're, like, low-key perfectionists sometimes. Mm -hmm. We're, like, we want to be good at everything. Do you think we do that? Yeah, I mean, I'm, like, I need to work out in the morning to be a successful human being. Like, that's, like, the mindset I have with working out. Not even, like, to, like, lose weight. It's, like, to be successful and to set my day up for success. And to be perfect, like, you need to work out. So, like, I don't work out in the morning. I beat myself up. And I'm like, this day's ruined. I agree. I just feel overall better. I look at it as I want to look good naked. Not for anyone, but for myself. So, that's my workout. And also, the mental health benefits. Like, I feel a thousand times better when I get a workout in. So, oh, what's your fave kind of workout? Because when, we when we were together at the gym, we used to go to the same gym. Shout out Lifetime. We loved bar. And our bar instructor just had the most interesting commentary. She was so funny. She was basically like a mom. She was a mom teaching this class. She'd be like, my daughter loves Billie Eilish. I don't understand. (laughs) I love that like bar was your favorite memory. Like I love when we would do the barbell strength class. Oh, I would stare at the clock for when that would be over. I was like, I hate this. Hate it. I am someone, I love all types of workouts. Like I'm like, ooh, like Pilates is it's going to strengthen me. And then doing weights is going to, you know, build my strength even more. And bar is going to make me flexible. Like I love the benefits of every single freaking workout. Like I love workouts. Like I think they're amazing. And I also get bored of working out. So I really, mm-hmm. I think it like spices it up. So pre COVID Katie and I would go to a lifetime gym together, miss that place more than anything in the world. Finally had something good and I loved it. I and miss it too. So it, much. It was ripped from our, under our feet. Thanks to COVID. But then after that, in the beginning of COVID, I was really into running. For some reason, I thought it was smart to sign up for the Broad Street Run in Philadelphia, which is 10 miles. Mind you, 
I only know how to run a mile. So I thought that I was truly going to challenge myself to do something like impossible. I was like, yes, I'm going to do this for myself and prove myself wrong, like be independent. It didn't happen. But listen to this. I don't think I told you this. In October, they did a virtual run for it to like make up Ew, because I it got canceled that. in May. Um, They sent me in the mail the medal for doing it. And so I have did a medal for it? a race I never ran. <laughs> So really important. So I have a group of friends who also signed up for that run and they were like, oh, Katie, you should do it too. And I'm thinking to myself, not a chance in hell will no. you find me running 10 miles ever. I don't Never, know. never in this lifetime will I be running 10 miles. I truly like, I didn't know how it was going to happen, but I thought that it would like be this like mental journey to get through it. Didn't happen. But yeah, so used to love running. Now I'm on a break and I love Peloton, the app. I don't have the bike or the treadmill, but all the floor workouts are literally amazing. And Katie uses it too. So we bond over it. We love Peloton. I am in love with this man's Adrian Williams. I messaged him on Instagram. He hasn't answered me yet. It's fine. I'm going to keep doing it. He is ripped. He's like 40. He always has these great hip hop playlists that just get you energized to work out. Mm-hmm. Um, I love his tread classes. He, there's this thing on Peloton called Tread Bootcamp. If you have the treadmill, I'm not sure if it's available on the app or not, but basically it'll be a mix of strength workouts with running. So it'll be seven minutes of running, seven minutes of strength, seven minutes of running, seven minutes of strength. Um, and then you'll have a finisher, whatever that is. But I like it because it gives me variety. I get bored very easily. I definitely have ADD and I can't run the whole way through. Thoughts that go through my mind while I'm running just aren't healthy. They're not. When is this going to be over? When is it going to be over? And treadmill, a minute on the treadmill feels like five years. It really does. And in my mind, I compare running to the mental state of playing tennis. I don't know if anyone's played tennis is listening right now, but if you're playing singles or doubles the whole time, you're like trying to strategize or trying to figure out why you're partners made that idiot fucking move that you have to like basically try and make you win now because they just like had this ball and it went off the net it's like this mind game the whole entire time of am i gonna win am i not gonna win why didn't i do this why did i do that it just messes with your mojo so i prefer not to run the whole way through that's what i do um after that long-winded response that's what i do and i also love the floor workouts with olivia from peloton she has different core workouts i'll occasionally do just sims i know vic loves just sims and her glazed donut look he's my gal wait i didn't tell you yesterday i did adrian williams course and mm-hmm. i usually course so i'm missing were a- you aroused um i was not but <laughs> i wanted to tell you about it because i i loved it like it was like an arm one it was so good and i did it with my mom and i was like mom 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 like we have to do this one because this is the boy that katie has a crush on she's like um, okay he's so hot i think i just like meatheads like my celebrity crush and people judge me all the time for saying this, is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Like, there is just something about that man that I love. Really? Yes. Like, love. And Adrian is cute. His commentaries, I just love everything about him. <laughs> I know. Like, he looked really good when he was like, when he starts laughing, he's like, you know when I laugh. That means, like, it really, like, hurt. <laughs> yeah, Thunder Squad. Thunder Squad yeah. is real. I smiling like I just love this man so much I just and he like dances a little bit yeah good vibes he has some sexual commentary sometimes and he's like oh like oh all the time have you not noticed I noticed that and I was like (laughs) I can't remember what it was yesterday It it was something but what I love about him is I do feel like some of the girl instructors and I'm not saying this to be sexist by any means I'm saying from my experience with some of the girl instructors 
they'll do exercises that aren't as hard that I not, I don't say not as hard, but they're not pushing you. Whereas I feel like with Adrian, he pushes you to really try different things out. Cause I feel sometimes with the girl instructors, it's a lot of female exercises they're doing. Like they're doing like Russian twist because you know, everyone wants that small waist, but I feel like with the guys, he'll do different types of squats and legs and arm stuff. So I feel like with him, I love that because I don't get that when I do Olivia's classes, but I love Olivia for core. Yeah, no, I was thinking about that too, because I was like, wow, like I, I think I even did like a 10 minute class with him, like for legs with Adrian. And I noticed the same thing. And I was like, is that intentional with Peloton? Like, because I guess it depends who their customer is, but I'm almost thinking like, do they want the girls to be more fitting for like the older woman who's using this at home, who like doesn't want to do a hardcore workout, but she wants to like hit the right spots. Like I feel like everyone has like a very different opinion on working out. And like some females are like scared of bulking. And they want to just do the lighter workout. So I'm like, are they doing that intentionally? So like everyone gets a little bit of it. But I did notice that too, which is why I'm always sore from his and just Sims. I think she does a good job at it too. But yeah, some of the other female instructors, I'm like, this is a little, like not that it's easy, but it's not, it's not pushing me. Yeah. I always wonder, like you can tell about a person based on who their favorite Peloton instructor is. Like you can read their vibe based on who their favorite Peloton instructor is. So what are you reading my vibe that I like? Like Jess so much. No, I think Jess is likable. I feel like her and Olivia are two of the most likable female instructors. Jen Sherman, like my mom like raves about Jen Sherman. Like she's definitely like a more mom type of instructor. Like okay. people in their 40s, 50s, 60s relate to her. Whereas I feel like you and I are in our 20s and we relate to Jess and Olivia. Oh, um, yes. My mom is obsessed with uh, Emma Lovewell. Yeah. So like people, I feel like based on the different age demographics, people have their favorites, but I think a lot of guys, they use the female instructors instead of the men instructors. And I think it's because they just like want to look at a pretty girl working out. I don't know, but some of my grade school friends do Peloton and they only do girls. They only like work out with girls. I think girls would do girls or guys because they're like, I don't care. Like I wouldn't pick a guy workout to stare if he was hot. Unless it's Adrian, but like any other guys, I wouldn't be like, oh, like I'm doing this because he's hot. Mm -hmm. Other fitness routines I love are just straight up walking. I'm a big walker. Love walking. Like we're literally the mom's club out here. Just a good walk outside really does a lot for the soul. Wait, so the other day I saw my friend, Daniela. I'm on like a little COVID lockdown, basically not seeing friends. And one of my friends was like, how can I see you? And I'm like, okay, it's going to be 45 degrees. Like that's walking weather with a parka. Let's go meet at the dam and go for a walk. We just walked around for an hour. I hit 10,000 steps. I texted her afterwards and I was like, I don't think I've hit 10,000 steps since the pandemic started. I understand now why moms go walk with their friends because it's like if you don't have anything to do and you want to do like a free activity whatever walking around places and like catching up is like i'm gonna be in the mom's walking club one day well it's a two-for-one special because you're not thinking about the (laughs) incline and you can actually have a conversation and you're interested in the conversation so you're not thinking about the pain of walking like that's like when i go on the treadmill if i'm ever actually running i always watch a tv show because then it makes the time fly by quicker exactly I try to be like holistic and I'm like a walk is better than like nothing. Like nothing, that's the biggest yeah. thing into 2021. If you're not working out every day, just go for a walk. Just do something to move your body. We're going to be inside in the winter. We're going to like, we're not moving around as much. Like as long as your body is moving, that's what you have to do. And also don't look to these people who have these like bodies on social media. Like a lot of that isn't real. And I know people like, I think in my mind sometimes, like I had to catch myself being like, oh, why did I look like this? Why don't I look like that? And 
think to myself, like, all these TikTokers you see, they're going to Dr. Mary Kay, whatever her name is, Dr. Kay. You know exactly who I'm talking about. Have you seen her videos? Like, all of them. Like, these, like, Daisy Keach is... Oh, okay, I know who you're talking about. And she's probably, like, 23 years old, 22 years old, and she's getting stomach-tightening treatments. Like, you can't trust everything that you see on the internet, like, people's bodies, because you don't know what they're getting done behind the scenes. If they're a celeb, if they're an influencer, if there's a socialite, whatever. Like, all you can do is love you in whatever form you are and do whatever makes you feel best. And lighting. Yeah, lighting and angles are everything. I, now that I've gotten a ring light, I turn the ring light on and I'm like, oh, you're like, I'm such a bad bitch. I look <laughs> hot. You always look pretty though. Like I'll look at you sometimes and I look like trash. I'm like, Nick, it's just so pretty. I look like a butthole tonight, but thank you. <laughs> but really, like I like turn on this ring light and I'm like, I go from a two to a eight. <laughs> oh my God. You're not a two first off, but I did want to say the energy going into 2021 to kind of wrap this up is just like positive affirmations to yourself, talking to yourself positively. Like every single day, I tell myself I have a juicy ass. I have no butt, okay? But I'm starting to believe I have a juicy ass. And I'm starting to make all my family members believe that I have a juicy ass. Like today, my mom drove by me and she texted me juicy ass. Like it's a thing. So you have to manifest the things you want. Like I've been working out. I've been doing a lot of squats. I've been trying to build my butt. You just have to put it out there in the universe. So Let's speak to ourselves kindly because if you work out or if you do skincare and you're like, oh, I'm so ugly, I'm so fat, I'm so this, I'm so that, that's not going to help you. That's not going to make the pimples go away, you saying that, and that's not going to make you look prettier, you saying that, and it's not going to make you look the person you want to look like. Like You have to own whatever body and skin you're in and tell yourself, I'm the baddest bitch, and tell yourself some compliments that aren't just based on your appearance. Tell yourself, you're so smart, you're so caring. You're so compassionate. Like, you're so hardworking. Not everything is about our outward appearance. And I know there's such a pressure on women and the way they look. So, like, remember to tell yourself those good attributes that you have and remind yourself, like, you are unique and you have these things that other people don't have. And it should be appreciated. Oh, Katie, I love that. It reminds me because I'm, like, thinking about things that I tell myself in the mirror sometimes. And that is why I love saying that you're a bad bitch because I feel like – Oh, every day. Every day. That's not just appearance. Like, that is your confidence. That is, like – Everything encompasses who you are. You are a bad bitch. That's my internet password. Don't hack me, but. (laughs) Wait, is it really? It's just the Wi-Fi. We're fine then. Don't worry. Carry on. But I was like, like, I I felt so empowered when I made that my Wi-Fi password. It was my apartment that I like first moved out in. Like, what am I going to make this Wi-Fi? And I'm like, bad bitch, because that's what I fucking am. Yeah. And the way we talk to ourselves, that's what we start to believe about ourselves. So if you keep telling yourself like, oh, I'm not good enough, or oh, I'm not worthy of love, or Mm -hmm. oh, like I'm weird. You're just going to attract negative energy doing that. Like you have to give yourself some positive compliments. And anytime you think something negative about yourself, tell yourself three positive things. Or anytime you're in a situation and you're having negative thoughts, think three positive things to combat those negative thoughts. Because if you have a mindset where you're you're seeing everything with the glass half empty – you're never going to be satisfied and you're never going to feel like happy with like who you are or yourself. And if you need external help and if you need to go see a therapist and you need to go see a psychiatrist and maybe there's some underlying issues, like go do that. No one's going to judge you for trying to help yourself to be a better person. They're not. And if they are, there's not, that's not someone you really want in your life. And that's someone that's old school. And the thing is we're in the age where mental health should be a priority because that's going to affect every area of your life. So you want to be in like a good headspace, especially in COVID. I know it's so hard to be in a good headspace sometimes. Like 
you see the celebrities coming out saying like they wanted to kill themselves. Like, I think a lot of people have been battling with thoughts like that. And you know, did you see my gal Dixie D'Amelio like get so much hate? Like she came out with another sad song and she like wrote this long post about like, I'm probably going to get hate because this is like my third sad song. But like this year, I've really been struggling with anxiety and depression. And she's like, it's a year that like literally she's become a millionaire. She went from a basic Connecticut girl going to Alabama for college to a millionaire. Um, and like one of the most famous people. And she's like, I'm so like depressed and have anxiety that I'm not acknowledging it. And also like someone may seem like they have everything and you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Like Vic and I, like everyone has their family issues. Like we text about our family issues. Like no one's life is perfect. No one has everything. Like everyone has their internal struggles, either with their family or their friends. Like nothing's ever as it seems. So I think it's just a good reminder to be like gracious with whatever you have. And it's a reminder that like materials aren't going to make you happy. Like they may give you instant gratification, but if you're sad inside buying a new outfit or buying a new bag or thinking somebody's going to cure you by spending money, it's not going to do it. Or if you want to reward yourself with food and you think it's going to make you happier, like it's just, it's not going to do it if you're overindulging. And sometimes I know this is harsh to say, but I'm someone who loves to be coddled. Um, So I'm like, okay, I need to be harsh on myself sometimes. And you have to yell at yourself if you're being so harsh on yourself. Being like, why am I throwing myself a pity party? Like, come on. It's okay to be sad, but like, get over it. Come on, put your bad bitch shoes on and get over it. Remember who the F you are. Yeah, I'll sulk. I'm like a sulker. I'll sulk sulk for like a day. And then I'm like, all right, let's like, let's, let's stop with this. No, but I think that's healthy. I think you have to take time to reflect, have your sadness, and then be like, all right. Enough. Enough. Like, now it's enough. Like, I got out of my system. Moving on. Exactly. So, moral of the story, we're going to put some great energy into 2021. I'm all about energy. We're manifesting it. We're manifesting all of our listeners have great, happy, healthy years. And I want all of you to be fearless in whatever your dreams are, like, my biggest takeaway from 2021 is to not have fear. Like I used to let my anxiety run my life and the inspiration behind the moral hangover was like, I was so anxious and I wanted to do this podcast. I was so scared of what everyone would think of me if I wasn't like this or that or whatever. And the moral hangover is basically the equivalent to my anxiety. And it's like overcoming something that you think is bigger than you that it's not. So I want you all to be fearless in whatever your dreams are and know that it's possible. And you just have to try and put yourself out there. You're going to make me cry. Don't cry. It's not like that. I mean, I'm talking about feelings. So I guess maybe that'll make you cry, but no, that's honestly the truth. And I remember saying this to someone, I was like the year of 2020 slash like 2019 was me overcoming what I thought people wanted me to be. And what I felt like the expectation of me was and me putting that aside to make me happy with whatever life choices I make. Because I think so many of us graduate and we take these jobs because we think it'll make us money or we take these jobs because we think it'll make us happy because we have this title. And then you realize like what actually makes me happy is something different and you just have to chase it because if you don't chase it, you're never going to know. And there's always going to be that, what if I did that? Amen. I feel like this is getting like very philosophical, but take the risk, take the chance, take the chance on yourself and fearlessly chase those dreams and be you. We love you. We support you. You can literally DM us any of your problems, anything you want advice on at the Moral Hangover Podcast. We religiously answer our DMs. So whatever you need, we're here for you as a voice, as a friend, and as a confidant, honestly, like you guys message us all the time. And like, there's nothing I love more than having conversations with you all.
I know it makes my day when I see people responding to us. I'm like, ah, we're, we're like internet friends. Like I, this is like, I feel like I have so many internet friends now. All right, well, that's really it, everyone. Uh, that's all folks. One, two pump. That's all folks. We will see you all next Monday for another episode. And if you like this episode, tell us your favorite part, write a comment, leave a review. You know where we're at. We love you all so much and we hope you have a great day. Bye.